Cornucopia Radio presents Hello and welcome to A Little Bit Racy, the improvisation comedy panel show that you just couldn't make up. I'm your host, James Cottle, and if you've just tuned in, hello and welcome to A Little Bit Racy. <laughs> in the show, panellists race against a time limit of just three minutes to improvise their way to a destination. They begin from different starting points and must use an assortment of randomly assigned objects, companions, and modes of transport, but they must keep all of them with them when they travel. They also have to overcome another panellist who will improvise obstacles to try and stop them. So, let's meet today's panellists. He's taken a leaf out of my book, permanently destroying my prized leaf collection. It's David Wiley. <laughs> when life gives him lemons, he wonders why the hell his house is full of lemons. It's Will White. <laughs> Fulfilling our legal requirement for David Anik, it's David Anik. <laughs> The panellist and prize of today's A Little Bit Racy. <laughs> it's Tom Harrison. <laughs> so let's move on to the challenge in round one. Legendary chat show host Larry King has called you his trusted confidant and fluffer for a favour. He wants his favourite pair of braces but can't remember which of his seven ex-wives he gave them to. <laughs> You'll have to go to the annual Larry King ex-wife convention <laughs> in Hong Kong <laughs> to recover them. So, attempting the challenge first will be Wiley. Your randomly assigned object, companion, mode of transport and starting point are a comically oversized ear trumpet. <laughs> Your companion is Sir David Attenborough. Fantastic. Your mode of transport, a solid gold pram. And your starting point is a romantic getaway for one in Chernobyl, Ukraine. <laughs> so, best of luck to you, Wiley. Will, your job is to stop him by improvising any obstacles and throwing whatever you can in his way. So, best of luck to you, David Wiley. Your time starts now. Well, I'm enjoying myself very much on my romantic getaway for one. <laughs> Filmed by Sir David Attenborough for a recent documentary. Like... <laughs> There's a lot to talk about there. And David is looking at Chernobyl. <laughs> the romantic views are fantastic. I don't think this is going to be on BBC One. <laughs> well, he's not always on BBC One, okay? <laughs> it's not like hit, hit, hit. He's got lots of misses that you never hear about. <laughs> and I'm one of them, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, but we realise that we have to actually go somewhere. The, the documentary will return to after a little bit racy. Mm -hmm. That's next on the playlist. <laughs> uh, but, um, so, okay. Sadly... In Chernobyl, all of the radiation is home to a very rare bug, the screaming maggot lizard bug. And yeah. David is obviously captivated by this. <laughs> well, as he should be. It's much more interesting than me enjoying the romantic <laughs> getaway for one. That's true. Um, uh, but unfortunately, I'm guessing they're sort of like, I don't know, not lethal, but they're going to start nipping or something. They get very hungry. I... Uh, to be honest, if you're a maggot you lizard you bug that screams a lot, there's, there's not really a huge... <laughs> A huge amount to go with. Just... Okay, so I cover my ears and sort of start running away, kicking my pram along the floor with me. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, uh, while I've covered my ears, I also have an oversized ear trumpet in there, so it's actually very loud. <laughs> um, and probably a sore foot from kicking a gold pram. <laughs> it, 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 I'm pretty sure the wheels still work on it. It's got axles. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. functional. Yeah, no. It's not, a like, baby I'm, will it's not it. like I'm kicking just a block of gold <laughs> along the floor. Uh, and then we get far enough away from the lizards who can't go out of the radiation. We 
escape the radiation, but as soon as they go out, they die because you know they live off radiation. That, <laughs> yep. that works. I'll allow it. Uh, and um, I put David Attenborough in the pram and strap him in so that he doesn't try and do the documentary and push him away. Um, he's having trouble hearing now because he decided that he keep his ears open. So I gave him the ear trumpet so he can still listen to my instructions. Mm -hmm. And I push him all the way to, I guess, in Ukraine. We're probably heading to Hong Kong, so we want to go sort of via Russia, I think. And you sort of go over yep. that bit, maybe Turkey. Um, That'll be fun. So we, we, we go through, like, the south area of Russia. Um, One minute left. I don't want to go too high because it's going to get cold, so we stay there. David is constantly like interrupting because with his massive comically oversized ear trumpet he can hear birds thousands of meters away yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> i've strapped him in there's nothing <laughs> i keep pushing him along and say we'll visit the birds later but first we need to visit the birds at the larry king ex-wife convention <laughs> so <laughs> that's fine um after a while i start getting tired of pushing a solid gold pram so uh, i find some uh, poor Russian people and they're like wow they're pushing solid gold prams they must be really rich I promised them some of my riches if they enable us to um, pilot a uh, some sort of vehicle what do they what do they drive in Russia um, cars horses horses okay all <laughs> well, they have are horses they're very poor alright I, I yeah, that's true. They're, they're poor. Okay, that's fair. Um, Ten seconds left. So I jump on a horse and ride the rest of the way to the Larry King ex-wife convention, <laughs> where I say, I will trade you the braces that you've got in return for my solid gold pram. Very good, David Way. <laughs> Excellent stuff there. Attempting the challenge next is going to be Will, so let's find out what you've got tonight. You have with you an old cinema projector. Your companion is the original Milky Bar Kid. Now a 63-year-old house husband. <laughs> <laughs> your mode of transport is a trebuchet, one of those crazy catapult things. Um, and your starting point is lost in the world's largest hedge maze in Longleat, Wiltshire. <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> best of luck to you, Will, and best of luck to you, Wiley, trying to stop him. Will, your time starts now. Well, I was originally in the, uh, the world's largest hedge maze as part of an outreach programme. Right. Because, you know, the Milky Bar kid, he's very old, but he's a, he's a respected member of the community. <laughs> and he wanted to relive his golden days. So we got the old cinema projector. We're playing his, you know, his famous Milky Bar adverts. What, against the hedges? Yeah, and we're just, we're just doing the hedge mazes. He rides around <laughs> on the it's, it's a very unconventional outreach programme, but we think it does good. Okay, yeah, no. Um, but, you know, it's, we, we're now very lost. But luckily, yeah. if you've never seen a trebuchet, they're about 80 feet tall. Yeah. So Brilliant. after a few seconds... I'm surprised seconds, they fit in the hedge maze, to be honest. <laughs> well, it is the world's we'll largest go with hedge maze. We'll go so with climbing all the way top, I can just about see over, which does ruin the point of the hedge maze a little bit, because I can... Oh, let's, let's go yeah, that way. You don't have to be a good sport about it. To be honest, the hedge maze poses very little issue. We just okay. navigate out by looking from That's the top. The officials of the hedge maze are very angry that you're cheating. And they're like, hey, you realise you won't get the full benefit of the hedge maze by doing that. I'm well aware and thank you for offering, but we've already done the hedge maze, thanks. So this, this was a little kind of unpremature. It was a little bit late. Yeah, well, they keep your money anyway and they're very happy about <laughs> it. They're like, there's, there's they're the really, really passive-aggressive about it. It's like, oh, well done on completing the hedge maze. Oh, well done indeed. I'm sorry, I don't have the time for this hedge maze. I'm needed in Hong Kong. And away we go. We're going to the southeast because we need to get to Europe and then to Asia. Mm -hmm. And... It's, it's, you know, it's kind of, it's downhill. I'm going to pretend it's downhill from, <laughs> yep. from Wiltshire to Since the coast. Since you're going towards the coast, there will be a downhill section, There will I be suppose. a downhill somewhere. <laughs> and to, a trebuchet has got fairly big wheels, so yeah. yep. we're just going to, we're going to ride along the M25 for a little bit. 
Okay, <laughs> um, a trebuchet on there is going to cause a bit of police interference. They're going to be like, hey, that's not a licensed vehicle. It's not. Like, and you it doesn't do have, you have a number CC. plate? Or you, <laughs> you go past a number plate recognition system and they're like, uh, what, what is this? I, yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm sorry, police officer. But <laughs> I, I don't have a good reason. But do you guys like milky bars? <laughs> <laughs> Out the Milky Bar kit, the Milky Bar man. I really should be calling <laughs> Pull out the Milky Bar man. Put I, it's we all One crowd around here, pointing it at the floor, just kind of demonstrating. Look, it's the Milky Bar kid. They're fine with it. We go because I've got a long way to travel in a minute. <laughs> we get to the, we true, get to yeah. the coast, and I'm like, well, I can't leave the trebuchet behind. I'm gonna turn it upside down. You know the big swinging arm. Yep. And I get I get I get rope because it's powered by rope, and I have to pull the rope up, letting it go, yep. and it's like one massive swing of an oar. I'm propelled forward about 50 feet. Into the ocean. <laughs> it's upside down, it's wood, we're floating. Pull uh, it again, yeah. let it go. Massive push forward. Making right. me very seasick, but it's fine. The Milky Bar Kid, he's got a lot of like white chocolate. It's very relaxing for your stomach. <laughs> your cinema projector, I'm guessing it's got like a reel in there? It has. It's yeah, got, that yeah. gets wet and the film's ruined. <laughs> well, we're now... No, no one can watch the Milky Bar Kid advert anymore. <laughs> no. And to be honest, this is probably the worst day of the outreach program he's ever gone on. <laughs> <laughs> we're now stuck yeah. in the middle of the channel, heading to Hong Kong. His wife's got no idea where he is. <laughs> and I've ruined the last intact version of his story days. <laughs> Ten seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to keep swinging myself along. We get to Europe. We're going to have to travel over things like the Alps to get to Hong Kong. <laughs> yep. So we're pushing frantically. We're pushing frantically. We're somewhere in Asia. I've got no idea where Hong Kong is. And so in the last ditch attempt, I tie myself to the trebuchet, tie the Milky Bucket, fling ourselves across, and we pull the trebuchet behind us. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> All right. Making it in record time. <laughs> So now we're going to move on to our second pair. Attempting the challenge first will be David Anik. Let's find out what you have with you. You have a disco ball. Your companion is Bear Grylls. Your mode of transport is a hollow Dalek. And your starting point is going down the Olympic ski jump ramp in Vancouver, Canada. Tom, <laughs> your job is to stop him with all those awesome things. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hong Kong, yeah? Yes. Okay. All okay. right, so best of luck to you, David. Your time starts now. Okay, so if I'm going down the ski jump, my immediate guess is that I've already angled this towards Hong Kong. <laughs> just to, <laughs> <laughs> to give myself a notable start. If it's a Dalek, I'm going to assume it's not a prop and it's an actual Dalek. <laughs> Hollowed out inside is a bit of a robot with a little disco ball. I'm just hanging out with Bear Grylls. It's bigger on the inside. <laughs> and we're just shooting down down this thing and we sort of feel, whoo, we've probably entered the airspace now. And uh, we travel quite, quite speedily and because the Dalek's fairly heavy and made out of a metal not human, uh, not human, not from this planet. <laughs> Humans are made out of metal. That'd be horrible, wouldn't it? Just to, anyway. And we, and we, and we're on, we're on pretty solid course heading towards uh, Hong Kong now. Through okay, well, Bear Grylls gets thirsty and decides <laughs> that he needs to drink his own water canteen. <laughs> he's, he's come fairly prepared this time. <laughs> Great. He doesn't need to leave to do that. So what you said is pretty much Bear Grylls goes, all right, Dave, and just sips his own piss. I'm like, do what you want, Grylls. We're, okay. we're en route here. He spills water down his lap, which starts rapidly uh, freezing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stop terrifyingly clambering out of this Dalek. <laughs> and the top sort of opens, and all you can see is the Dalek with flashing disco lights as my head's popping out of it. <laughs> Not unlike a turtle, um, a turtle Dalek. And I can, I can see Hong Kong now as we're heading towards it, and we sort of crash but skip on the ocean, uh, not unlike a, a stone. 
<laughs> yep. They do that, right? That's, a, that's totally a ting. And uh, thankfully, the Dalek floats, because, you know, metal and science and stuff. <laughs> we start, we start um, you know, heading for, heading for Hong Kong. And I'm really hoping they don't watch Doctor Who, otherwise this will be terrifying for <laughs> those guys. That's the problem, is that you've uh, run into the Hong Kong annual Cybermen Appreciation <laughs> Directly opposite the Larry King one. <laughs> they, they've been at the uh, they've been at the rice wine and they're they're riled up. They just they just head out the streets, you oh know. <laughs> they've already beat up. They've already burnt down Hong Kong Oud Town. Like they're, they're, really, they're just rioting. <laughs> Um, uh, in which case, um, I imagine, uh, I don't know how it's powered, but I'm assuming that the water may have taken out, so I'm sort of like, you know, skateboard styling it across the floor, one foot on the floor. Um, if a Bear Grylls is with me, regardless of the amount of Cybermen, if anything, they're going to be terrified of us. It's that fair. guy, <laughs> like, he could tunnel through concrete just to scare He's them. He's sort of like terrified, but also slightly irritated by it. <laughs> <laughs> It's all just a bit beneath him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the Arctic, I can deal with these guys. Um, so I briefly allow Bear Grylls to sort of stand his ground and take on an okay. absolute horde of Cybermen. One minute left. Uh, and it takes him less than a minute to annihilate <laughs> <laughs> Cybermen versus Bear Grylls. If anything, he throws his piss and sets it alight. It's probably flammable. It's <laughs> and they all sort of catch fire and everyone <laughs> dies horribly in whatever uh, cyber, cyber death. And, uh, and we kind of start rolling on towards Hong Kong, extermin not exterminating people on the way, but just... Wait, wait, why do you need to exterminate people? <laughs> <laughs> when in Daleks? Oh, fair enough. <laughs> And we, uh, yeah, using using solid methods of intimidation, we do indeed find the uh, <laughs> the building in Hong Kong, and uh, and uh, everyone. Ten seconds left. Everyone really enjoys the disco theme that we bring to it. We get in there. <laughs> we get in there. All the girls gather around. Bear's got his got his. He smells a bit, but he don't care. <laughs> He's got his groove on, and we achieve it. Excellent stuff. Now, Tom, it's your turn to take on round one finally. So let's find out what you have. You have. Yeah. A garden hose. Okay. Katie Hopkins Yay. is your companion. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> your mode of transport is an ironing board. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and your starting point is dressed as Ronald McDonald at the Burger King stockholders meeting <laughs> in Las Vegas, United States. <laughs> an awkward situation. Anyway, best of luck to you, Tom, and best of luck to you, David. Trying to stop him. Tom, your time starts now. Okay, well, first of all, I jump on the table and start shouting about how Big Macs are people, because, frankly... <laughs> you not like you might <laughs> uh, and then I take my leave um, so did you say I'm in Las Vegas yes okay cool before uh, you try and leave the king himself attempts to stop you <laughs> oh my god okay I'm ready for this I brandish my garden hose like nunchucks <laughs> managed to fight him off throwing Katie Hopkins bravely into the way <laughs> she can take the full brunt of his uh, attacks um and then uh, proceed to catch a Greyhound bus, because I'm in America, so Greyhound bus, so relevant, um, to uh, LA, where I uh, buy like a massive load of raw meat. Uh, this will come back into it. I'm not just slowly losing my mind. Uh, <laughs> and 
and uh, prepare to set off surfing on my ironing board, having crafted Katie Hopkins of raw meat tuxedo, trailing her some feet behind, clinging onto the garden hose uh, so that we can lure sharks. You know, it's the Pacific Ocean. I don't want to get eaten. <laughs> uh, the sharks are coming towards you, but although they smell the Katie Hopkins thing, they start tearing at the material of the ironing board, and as we all know, ironing boards are made of kind of grid sheet metal, yeah. so you just start sinking. Oh, God, I'm in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> Thankfully, a passing rescue plane. <laughs> uh, lands, a US Navy guy comes, he's like, we've come from the USS Deus Ex Machina, and we're here to take you most of the rest of the way to mainland China. As you get onto the, as you get onto the aircraft, you notice a load of guards, and you're like, hey, guys, and they all just have Burger King sandwiches in their mouth, and they're staring at you. <laughs> Um, hmm. I, uh, I excuse myself to go to the toilet and take off the Ronald McDonald pretty quickly. But I stow them for later because you never know when a weird capitalistic clown outfit might come in handy, uh, frankly. Uh, um, and so, yeah, we kind of what come ashore in Hong Kong, uh, which I think is a port, yeah, uh, and uh, kind of uh, slowly work my way, maybe taking a... One yeah. minute left. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Katie Hopkins holds you back. She cannot deal with the severe culture change that has just occurred. By which you mean the Chinese people. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, not, let's not talk in uh, euphemisms here. Um, I, uh, I guess oh, I'm going to have to just blindfold her with a garden hose. I mean, <laughs> when I first got given this garden hose, I was like, this is useless. I've done so much more with it than I ever do. Um, and lead her through the crowds. Uh, thankfully, she's not recognised really anywhere other than I'd have a massive problem. Um, so yeah, kind of take a cab, maybe paying for it in in spare fries that I had in my uh, thing from the, uh, the shareholders meeting. Yeah, yeah. They might be a little damp, but you know, whatever. They're McDonald's fries. Uh, yeah. um, Ten seconds left. Hey, and then I uh, kind of arrive at the what is it? Like the a, Larry King the, ex-wives convention. The Larry King ex-wives convention. Just needed to confirm that. Um, and, uh, yeah, sort of start asking around. Uh, I don't know what I have to trade. I guess like half an ironing board and some stale chip. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent stuff from both pairs there. We are now going to move swiftly on to round two. But of course, first, we have to find out who has won round one and who is going to be doing so. And those two people are Will and Tom. Congratulations! But we're now moving on to round two. In this round, the winning palace must improvise their way to a whole new destination. They may use their object companion and mode of transport again, but this time they are allowed to dispose of them if they wish. However, the defeated panelists will try and stop them once again, this time using their own object companion and mode of transport to improvise obstacles in order to prevent them from becoming the a little bit racy ex-wives ex-braces extractor. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> So, let's see what the challenge is in round two. After interrogating all of the ex-wives, you discover that the fifth one sold the braces to the UK Space Agency. They will be using it as a slingshot for their spacecraft because, due to austerity cuts, they can no longer afford rocket fuel. You must quickly get to the UK Space Agency in Wiltshire and recover the braces before they're stretched out of shape. Yes, I, I think you see the irony here of where you left from. Captain Wiltshire about 30 minutes ago. Okay, so attempting the challenge first will be Will, who just to remind everyone has with him his old cinema projector, the original Milky Bar Kid, and his trebuchet. Wiley is now trying to stop him using his comically oversized ear trumpet, Sir David Attenborough, and his solid gold pram. So, all the way from Hong Kong, 
back to Wiltshire. Have fun. <laughs> Your time starts now. So we've arrived in Hong Kong after catapulting across basically the entirety of Eurasia. Yeah, I remember those 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest, having crashed at what must have been about Mach 4, <laughs> the projector's not in good shape. Me and the Milky Mile man are fine, but yeah. we're just leaving the projector for dead. We're going to harrow back, back west. Oh, what? It's fine. We're going to harrow back west as fast as we can. Okay, I pick just up the projector, tie the reel into the lasso, throw it at you, and use your own object against you. Ah. You know, I'm well, a sore loser or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trapped by this lasso, but I've got the Milky Bar man. He's okay. famous for being a young cowboy, a kid, I think. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, knows, yeah. he knows lassos, I'm fine. He knows how lassos work yeah. better than me. Yeah. He, he's going to come over. He helps untangle me from the lasso. It's very complicated. He decides, well, you know what? Let's put paid to this. Lassos you back with your own, my own, your own lasso projector. And we run out leaving you tangled for probably about 15 seconds. <laughs> Jump on the... Uh, the trebuchet, and we basically we sit on the back like kids, just kicking to push ourselves along. Okay, while I'm writhing around on the floor trying to untangle myself, I pull out my ear trumpet, turn it the other way around, and use it like a horn, summoning David Attenborough. <laughs> <laughs> he hears it and is like, oh, I must film a documentary about this. And I'm like, no, there's a better documentary going on about those people who got lost in the hedge maze. Go back there and see what you can do. So he goes off to film this. Yeah. This is elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> this is very elaborate. I to film us, like, heading west, he's following us west. Yeah, he wants an I'll, interview, basically. I'll be honest, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, like, a generous man, so I'm going to grab the Milky Bar kid, the senile old man, and basically throw him at the other senile old man chasing us west. Just off <laughs> the back of the trebuchet, we're lightening the load, those who basically collide in the middle of the road, roll away like in films. Yeah, sure. And I'm sure those two are going to have loads to talk about, like the past. and like, yeah. you know, they, <laughs> they go off and film a documentary yeah. together or something. So, yeah. Yeah. All, all I have now is a trebuchet, which yeah. to be honest is very limited use, but I feel I should take it to the space agency if I'm going to trade back for these braces or something. Yeah, they can use that to launch Exactly, the just put it at 90 degrees and off they go. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's this uh, uh, pram blocking your way. <laughs> yeah. What will you do? <laughs> yeah. One minute left. Well, I'm gonna take. I'm actually gonna s jump off the trebuchet, yeah. take the pram because it's a, well, it's, it's got. It's too heavy to pick up. Oh, I'm not. I'm it's sitting in it. I'm, it's oh, you're big, sitting in it. Yeah. The trebuchet's not very aerodynamic. I'm gonna sit on the pram <laughs> and basically ride that instead of the trebuchet. I'm, I've got to take a, basically a faster tool because you know. Yeah, that, that's I've fine. got a minute left to get to Wiltshire again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm basically I'm. I'm half skateboarding and half just riding west. Again, Where downhill all now? the way. I have no <laughs> idea. Let's, okay. let's say Germany. <laughs> let's, let's say Hong Kong still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Hong Kong. I'll give you Germany, yeah. I'll give Germany. Isn't Chinatown in Germany? <laughs> <laughs> so, luckily, Chinatown is just off the uh, autobahn in Germany. Oh, so, thanks, James. <laughs> I'm, I'm running, I'm pushing this pram up the entry ramp. I see, just wait for a fast yeah. car to come past. Koenigsegg, perfect. Grab onto the bumper, because I'm fantastically mm -hmm. quick like that. He's sprinting out. I'm just holding on for dear life. Well, the, the Germans create very good cars. I'm driving in one of them faster than you can push a pram, because, you know, the Germans are that good. Do you want to go and to then, Wiltshire instead of me right now? <laughs> no, I'm trying to stop you. I catch up to you. Ten seconds. Ten seconds. Well, I'm basically, I'm still in the middle of Germany. I've got nowhere to get across. <laughs> so I'm going to gas the guy with the Koenigsegg. I'll trade you this solid gold pram for your amazing car. And I'm just going to go live in Italy because, I'll be honest, I'm not sure I'm just going to have to live without me. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right.
Fantastic stuff. Now we're going to have to see if Tom can do better than that, <laughs> as in get further than Germany. Um, you have with you uh, your garden hose, Katie Hopkins, your ironing board, and also your Ronald McDonald costume and your meat. <laughs> David will be trying to stop him now using his disco ball, Bear grills, and his hollow Dalek and the thing that's inside as well. So best of luck to you, Tom. Your time starts now. Okay, well, I... Uh Suppose I uh, set off, kind of, uh, catch a cab to... Um, oh, God, I've only got as far as cab. Um, <laughs> uh, Immediately, I, the driver turns round, it's Bear grills. I rub rancid meat in his face, uh, causing the car to crash uh, so that I can get out and sprint to the docks. Uh, Background from a burning car, a man stands up licking his lips. <laughs> Half of his face is gone. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, where I get to the jo- uh, docks where I bribe a uh, boat captain with uh, secret sauce. Uh, <laughs> I'm just using the infinite powers of burger ingredients um, to, like, uh, yeah, charter us to head towards uh, England. Um, on the way... Uh, you encounter a Dalek in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> uh, he's still there. He enjoyed it. And uh, uh, it terrifies the captain, who is an avid Doctor Who fan, and the boat starts to turn around. Uh, I bravely take, or not that bravely because I have to do it, take the (laughs) controls of the boat, steer it back over and uh, get the Dalek washed up in the sort of wash from the back of the ship. Um, Oh, uh, potentially, uh, oh God, I don't know. I just want to do something to Katie Hopkins. (laughs) I threw Katie Hopkins at the Dalek, even though I've already bypassed the Dalek. (laughs) The Dalek kills itself. (laughs) Perfect. <laughs> um, I don't lower Katie Hopkins a ramp. She can swim. Um, <laughs> to, uh, run the boat ashore dramatically somewhere in Cornwall. And you uh, notice the waves start apart as you see a man swimming towards you at a terrifying speed. Oh God! The beach doesn't stop him. He keeps going. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to try a disco ball like a mace. <laughs> He's ready. I'm going to try something uh, experimental here. I quickly put on my uh, Ronald McDonald outfit and I pretend to. Uh, uh, Bear Grylls that in, in that presuming it's Bear Grylls and not just a random yeah. um, <laughs> uh, pretend to him that I'm the ghost of all of the junk food that he's never eaten uh, and <laughs> I, I'm intending to get my revenge um, while he's confused I run away yeah. <laughs> one minute left uh, okay so oh, I need a mode of transport um I hijack a Burger King truck. <laughs> just to like, I just want to spark up a bit of, you know, like I'm doing my Joker routine. I want to start some kind of like strife between Burger King. I don't even know why. Really. Um, and yeah, drive that to uh, to the space agency. I'll ram the gates. I'm beyond subtlety now. <laughs> you hear a noise in the back of the truck of banging. When you open the doors, it's that same platoon of army men just still eating their burgers. <laughs> they come out. <laughs> Take you down once and for all, Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> I um, barter for uh, the promise of infinite Burger King burgers uh, if they can help me storm the ramparts of the British uh, Space Agency. <laughs> I'm bluffing hugely. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm going to do, but like, hopefully you know, the game will end in a way where I can not get killed. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, kind of 
once I uh, sort of enter the lobby, uh, what are we <laughs> even? What left. are we doing? Oh, slingshot! Oh, sling yeah, uh, I attach the sling dramatically to the uh, rocket, and before pausing, be like. I'm not a rocket scientist, but I don't think this will work. Bam. <laughs> Tom Harrison. <laughs> oh. Excellent stuff there from both pairs. But of course, there can only be one winner. So we're now going to find out the conclusion and who has won this a little bit racy. You recover the braces. Unfortunately, now the UK Space Agency has no way of launching their rocket. Luckily, Larry King is happy to sponsor the rocket with one proviso. He gets to interview Pierce Morgan aboard. Unfortunately, someone forgot to fuel the rocket all the way, and there's only enough for a one-way trip. Ah, in space, no one can hear Piers Morgan lie. And with all that said and done, tonight's winner is Tom Harrison! <laughs> the one who got there. <laughs> Just about. <laughs> well, that's all we've got time for. I'd like to thank panellists David Wiley, Will White, David Anik, and Tom Harrison. I've been your host, James Cottle, and presumably I will be again next time. I'll see you next time. <laughs> enjoyed a little bit racing would like to find out more follow us on twitter at a little bit racy and like us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash a little bit racy